Hey, aloha, everybody. This is Jeff Reinbold, and I'm coming to you this morning on a train in Northern England as we head to Scotland to bring you a live episode of The Jeff Reinbold Show. But this podcast, Michael, is the first time that we've ever had a podcast on a train. It's the first time I've seen you in uh, seven <laughs> months. So it's good to see you, man. You good? No, nine months. Yeah, it's been a while. Nine, nine it's months. Been a, while. A, a, whole, a whole cycle. Nine months. <laughs> gestation. Um, for people that are watching this or listening to this on a Saturday morning, it's what? Uh, six. Early. Six, six early. And we, we just left Preston. So if you hear anybody in the background saying the next stop is, or if anyone starts taking our seats, Lockerbie you, next, right? It's not Lockerbie, it's Lockerbie later on. We're going to L- Lancaster, Oxenholm, Penrith, Carlisle, and then Lockerbie. So we'll see the crack. Can I just jump over and take over for two seconds and say to you how much fun last night was? Oh, and that was man. like so we were recording on a Saturday you obviously were Sky Sports in Manchester last night how much did you enjoy that because it man it was honestly like I loved it it was such a great night's crack yeah we were at the beer, beer keller last night in Manchester and as you know because you were there it was a madhouse I mean our fans it was unbelievable they were there two hours before the show started the chance of J-E-T-S Jets 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 were ringing <laughs> through the place it was it, it was energy like you I, I could only imagine. It's so incredible to go on the road and be around the fans that, you know, they don't get they don't get a lot of live events up in the north and yeah. and they really take advantage advantage of it when you when you bring a show up there. It's something I seen like I had the pleasure of living in Manchester in twenty fifteen for a year. And I'd been to shooters before the beer cutter. It's a great bar, but I I I really enjoyed it and I'm telling you now you might see one thing on TV and you think, oh, it looks fun. These guys were loving it. Like somebody somebody started the chant, there's only one Jeff Rainbow. <laughs> you know, fair, if, ser- seriously, it was it was like you were at a Man City, Man U game. It was like a Manchester Derby. They were singing both sides. Half of the room really was basically Jets fans and then half of the room was Dolphins fans and they were chanting back and forth, singing back and forth. J-Bell, Phoebe, Neil, everybody had just a blast of a time. I've got some great videos which might pop up on social media <laughs> over the next couple of days. I loved it. And you know what? I was originally it was, I was originally going to come into Glasgow and I thought, well, sure, if Jeff's in Manchester, we'll have, we'll, we'll, we will have to land up. I think the rest of them are sick of the side of me at the minute now at this point. Um, we're obviously going to Glasgow today, but just generally in the podcast, um, can we talk about that game last night? I mean, Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know what? It's was really frustrating to watch it, first of all, because, you know, that Jets defense gave a heroic effort, and mm. it was really unfortunate that their offense is just struggling the way they're struggling right now. And and then, you know, on top of it, Robert Sala made a call I'm sure he'd love to have back at the end. You know, three seconds left to go. You just intercept uh, Tua for the second time. Your, your defense scores a touchdown. It's a 10-6 game. You're, you know, you're in the game, and you try a hail mary. It gets picked off by uh, Javon Holland. Mm. He runs it back 101 yards. It, it was, for me, it was kind of cool because Javon's dad, yeah. John, played for me in 1996, and um, you know, again, he's a he he's a Canadian kid. His father uh, was an American, played up in the CFL stayed in Canada, met John's mom, they, they have family, and uh, he went to Oregon, was drafted real high, he's going to be a great, great player, and then, you know, again, as as it's like 
this has been a hard week for me, Mike, because I watch Mom. I, I watch Keaton Mitchell from the Ravens, whose dad Anthony played for me, and then I see Holland, Javon Holland, score a touchdown last night, and his dad Jonathan played for me. So I guess I'm watching the kids of my guys co that I coach playing in the NFL now. It's um, it's funny because like obviously here I'm I'm loving the backing noise and I love it. You, you wouldn't get it anywhere else in the train. So. Um, yeah, it's like I seen, it's not that I was watching you watch the play, but I looked over at you whenever the play happened and I was like, oh my God, you were laughing, but everyone was like, everyone was going crazy when it happened. And not, not in a negative way, that killed the game. That play killed the game, that was it. And like, we were talking about this in Cafe Nero this morning. Mm -hmm. And I sort of got hounded for it when I was talking to Mark and Jason midweek about this a little bit. I think Salah could be done after this, I really do. Like. Well, it's getting to that time, and and uh, you know we're we're all that. It's we call it the night of the long knives. You know that's when when everybody you know has to you know face the music, and mm. and uh, it's 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 part of coaching. You know the only Pump Phillips said at one time, you know there's two kinds of coaches: them's that's been fired, and them's that's going to get fired. And uh, you know by the end of the night last night. Sala had that look on his face like this is not good this has gone completely the wrong way and and you know some of it he's brought oh. on himself Mike I think because you know obviously you lose Aaron Rodgers after four plays that's a huge loss and and again you're not going to go out and get another Aaron Rodgers yeah. but they have to have been able to do better than they're doing and you look at teams that were in the same situation you know uh Cousins goes down in Minnesota, and they go out and trade and bring in a guy in Josh Dobbs that's able to win a game for him the very next week without basically no practice. And no, and like nobody would have thought that whenever you came in either. You know, like they've really done well there as well. Yeah, and it just, but you know, your your job is to put the best product that you can on the field, and and the Jets' offense, and they had a hundred. If if you can believe this one, they had just under two hundred yards last night. And I mean, probably 80 of it was garbage yards at the end of the fourth quarter when, you know, the Jets, you know, were trying to throw it every down and the Dolphins had all their substitutes in. And, and they still couldn't, you know, get the ball down and get it in the end zone. So I, I just, I think it's, it's, a, it's a really bad situation there right now offensively. And Paul, you know, Hackett, I think, is uh, Nathaniel Hackett, Paul Hackett's son, who's the offensive coordinator. He's probably going to face the music too before this thing is over with. There's, I think it's just a team that's kind of lost their way, and it's sad because Jeff Ulbrich's defense played about as well as you can play for 40 minutes of that game, and then at the end they just had to play too many snaps. Why do we have the time before we get done by the announcer? Um, yeah, look, I mean, like I, I think you're going to see a situation where. Maybe Salah gets covered by Hackett leaving. But the reality is, like we talked about this earlier on, it was four plays into the season. He's had, he's had plenty of time. I, I understand, you know, there's a real letdown when the story of the offseason was Aaron Rodgers, and it's very, very difficult to get away from that. But to put him in there last night when he, like your man Boyle, he was not ready for that. No, and like, you know, if you know Boyle's history, he was not even a great college player. He, he, he has some traits that make you like him, and he had a, a couple good pro day workouts, mm. and then got an opportunity. Stuck, uh, you know, hung around a couple teams as a as a backup. But you know, again, <laughs> it, it just whether it was Wilson or you know uh, Trevor Simeon, who's 
now the number two or, you know, Boyle, but they just look so poor mm. on the offensive line. And that's an area they've spent a lot of money on. They've drafted. They brought in free agents. You know, Tipman, the center, is a rookie and, you know, was had high hopes for him. Mackay Becton can't stay healthy. It's just been a mess, you know, right? Capital M. Try, yeah, trying to trying to rebuild that thing. And, you know, I, Jets fans are so passionate. And, you know, I want I don't want anybody to go through what they're going through right now. And, and um, you know, it's it, it's going to be, I think, a day of reckoning coming very soon, you know, at the end of the season or whether it's whether, you know, the GM goes, the head coach, who goes? There's going to be some change. You can guarantee that in New York. Welcome to Lancaster, by the way, in case you're wondering. There's not a soul Beautiful outside there. There's not a person at this station, <laughs> which is good because we can talk about Thursday instead. Um, I'm gonna, and then we'll cut this off. I can't tell you how funny it was. Not funny, but like when you landed up on Sky on Thursday, I was like, there you go. There he is. Happy days. It was, it's been a blast being back. You know, it's, For people listening, you, you left Hawaii on Monday. <laughs> Lunes. And, and rolled in on. Yeah, it was like trains, planes, and automobiles. Flights being canceled. You know, airplanes, you know, mechanical failure. We've done the pod from your airport. Yeah. I remember going to bed. So I watched KC Philly the next morning. And when did you land in London? I got, I, I left Hawaii, if you can believe this one. I left Hawaii Monday morning. I landed in London Wednesday afternoon. So. It was a long, long trip. Um, was Thursday worth it? Like I absolutely, mean, it was because it's always great to be back. And you know, I love the guys I work with at Sky. And I, I, but more than anything else, I just love bringing the NFL to the fans because the fans over here are just such great, you know, fans. I mean, they they just they love the game. They love their teams. They support their teams passionately. They, you know, I mean, I can't imagine American fans. That, seriously, I, I cannot imagine American fans not having the ability to see your team play. Maybe your entire life, mm. but you're just as passionate as any American fan. You know, these Jets fans last night were on, you know, off the chain. And, um, you know, that's what I love about it because there is so much energy for the game over here. Oh, nice and nice one coming now. Uh, my question is this: before we look, we'll, we'll talk about Thursday in the second, and then we'll cut it off. But we we see the video every year of the turkey being cut. Now, first off, I can't believe uh, Neil said that about the turkey. <laughs> and then, secondly, when you're cutting it, is it is it like is all that food warm, or is it been sitting there for a while? No, no, actually, that is that is they cater it in, ready to go, like, and it's ready. And and then what was what's I can't eat on on. On the show, I just no, I just can't do it. But not even like like sort of nibble away. No, nah, no, I. But you know, so I'm I cut the turkey, and by the way, it was an excellent carving. It, it was very like that. Did that's, you that? Yeah, I seen that. Exactly. But like the, the, even the video going through all the years, it wasn't sad. It was a mo- as man. This is because he like Cav Cecil obviously that was his thing. Yeah. But yeah, very good carving. So I think somebody commented on there going excellent carving. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know the 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 thing that when Neil showed the montage of stuff from the past you know for all the years that we've mm. done it we, and you know you're going back about 15 years to when time on got started and kevin was there and i and i it, it always it, it always kind of is a sad moment but a happy moment just the same when mm. i see kevin back on stage and i remember how 
wonderful he was to me when I was just getting started in broadcasting. I didn't know anything about what I was doing, and he had patience with me, and he, and he really helped me. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Cato was about as good a man as you could imagine, and, and, uh, and again, Cecil was a, was a great guy to be on, on, on the show with, and you know, we laughed because Neil had hair in, 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 the, in, the, in one of the videos, and you know, it's just, it's, 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 I been such, tweets. it's been such a tremendous, tremendous ride. And, you know, hopefully it'll continue on for a few more years at least. Yeah, absolutely. I, I miss the tweets. Like, you know, like let, let's, let, let's hear the tweets. Um, here, very quickly, before we talk about this Cowboys thing, Woolshed, now you're, it's not just you and the Woolshed. Now, apparently there's a thing in Neil going up after last week. So, oh, I knew that he was going to get, it probably, he, you know, he's probably going to make him put it right above mine. <laughs> I will find out what happened and uh, get back to you. But they were a great crack last week. Obviously, looking forward to having you over. That was the first thing they asked me. How's Jeff? So there you go. Well, you know what? That that is a great venue if you're a NFL fan. Like if you are ever anywhere around the Woolshed, and it's a NFL Sunday, get yourself there because there is no better place to watch. It is it's as good a bar. NFL environment mm. as I've seen anywhere in the world and I've been to a lot of bars watching NFL games <laughs> in the world but I, it's as good as any I've ever seen and I, we are really really looking forward to going back we're going to have a great night that as you say we'll have some great crack that night and we're going to we're going to my hometown as well Dungannon you've never been in Dungannon never no I mean I can't, wait, any to, idea I can't wait to see the statue of you in the, in the city square city square <laughs> <laughs> it's the old capital of Ulster the hill of the O'Neill is called what? So, it's basically very high up. Does that make sense? So there's a big hill, and you'll, you'll your see. statue. No. <laughs> can, can I just find people? Because that that's going to be great crack. I think it's going. That's going to be nuts. That, like. that Irish tour is going to be off the hook, and I mean to tell you, it's going to be nuts. And and you know, you might even get me to drink like one Guinness. You definitely have one Guinness. Wise up. Wise up. Right here. Um, a man on TV, I could have sworn he looked a bit like you on, on late on Thursday night. Maybe I was doting about to fall asleep because I didn't watch that late game, said the Dallas Cowboys look look excellent. Yeah, you know what? And 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 you know me. Like I, I and Fred Flunk gets on my ass about it all the time, but you know <laughs> you know me, I don't I'm not a cowboy guy. I mean I'm not like I'm I've seen enough years where they've had re- really great talent and never, you know, played up to their potential mm. but this cowboy team really really looks special to me and as long as Dak continues to play like Dak's playing error-free football he can make all the throws on the field his relationship his chemistry with cd lamb is what it you know is really really on right now and that defense is nasty i mean they are nasty man they're next level huge i mean you look at it and they just if they come at you in waves they can run every every level of the defense has great speed the question the only question i would have about them defensively is when they get in there with the big boys when they get in there with the ravens or with the eagles or those types of teams that have big physical offensive lines are they going to be able to hold up because they're not real big on the defensive line and at linebacker but Parsons is an absolute game wrecker. Put him in the Hall of Fame already. He's no, not good. I, I, He's close already. <laughs> I, I think he has. If he continues, if his if his trajectory, yeah. yeah, his trajectory continues the way it is, you know, by the time he's done, he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think. 
I'm just excited. I mean, I think any fan outside of if he supported the NFC East team, I think we need, if it's not this year, next year, we need a Cowboys run. We need a proper Cowboys postseason run. The hype trains, the real Super Bowl in Vegas has to happen. Oh, I tell you what, and you think about that. Can you imagine what Vegas would be like <laughs> if you got the Cowboys? Because My hotel you, will suddenly be canceled. <laughs> I'm just telling you that they, the Cowboy fans travel as maybe as good as anybody. And, you know, Jerry will be like the king of Vegas when he's down, you know, in there if he's if he's there for the Super Bowl. I, I, th- I think you're right. I think it would be great for the league right now. Oh, big time. To see the, the star and, you know, that that would be like a, a I mean, to, it would be really, really special to see them and like a Dolphins Cowboys Super Bowl would be. Oh, wow. Oh. Need won't be on TV that night if that happens. <laughs> um, finally, on that game, Dolly Parton. Jolene, 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 Jolene. I felt bad texting, but I thought I had to do it bad. Yeah, you were killing me. I was enjoying it. You were man. killing me by that, with that. But, you know, and I've never been a Dolly Parton <laughs> fan, but I, you know what? You know to, go out, no, to go out there at 77 years old in a cheerleading, outfit. cheerleading outfit, <laughs> I, give, I give the lady credit. I mean, I give the lady credit. And, you know, obviously... For that demographic, for the cowboy fans, you know, that's perfect. That's, that's it was it was an. You're not you're not a Dolly fan. It was a no no never been never been. That's a whole different conversation off camera. Um, I think I'm putting down Ferris for what it was. Look, I think on paper, the f- the second game looked like a washout because of the scoreline, but the first game, nobody thought the Packers were going to win that game. Nobody. No, and, and you know, and, and there were so many things in that game, you know, that that you could just chop up for hours but you know one of the one of the things that was interesting about it was that when you look at the two quarterbacks and golf has been having a good year I'm mean, at times a great year yeah and um, you know still has a month of Thanksgiving and and didn't look good he looked like he it, that was the golf that we saw with the Rams you know he looked confused he looked fra- you know he looked fragile he, he t- put the ball on the ground through interceptions and that was a backup, basically yeah. a backup yeah. secondary he was playing against. But um, his offensive line didn't play very well. And that, you know, when you look at Panay Suell on one tackle and Taylor Decker at the other tackle and Frank Ragnall at center, I mean, they, they've invested draft picks in that offensive line, and typically they play well. They didn't play well against the Packers. And for them to win, those guys have got to play better. If, one, if there's one man that loves patience, it's you. You have to commend the patience that the Packers have given with Jordan Love, not just this season, but over the last couple of years. Man, he looked so good. But you know what? It's interesting, you know, with him, because when he was coming out, Mike, and I wrote him up um, on our, uh, you know, on our draft report, mm. and my comment was that I could take film from his junior year, and you would say that's a first-round draft choice. And then I could take film from his senior year, and you would say, that's a middle rounder to free agent. And he's played both ways as a pro. Yeah. If he can maintain consistency and play at the level he played the other night, where he was making the right decisions, he was moving around enough in the pocket to, to avoid the rush, uh, his, he's got a really, really talented young receiver room. So if you're a Packer fan, right, and you look at 
you know, they got good young talent at tight end, good young talent in the offensive line, a great, a great young receiver room, and a defense that's still very, very good. I think, I think Packer fans got to be excited about the future. Very quickly, Niners roll on. Wow. Easy streets. Yeah. yeah? Where are we at now? The L approaching. Oh. Have you ever been to Oxen Home before? In the Lake District? Yeah. No. For your big leads, man. Yeah, the same leads, bro. Can I just tell people right here right now, your teeth are more wider in real life than I've ever known. <laughs> how the hell have you managed that? They don't even look at mine. Um, how the, that's a whole different conversation. Uh, anything you're looking forward to on Sunday? Like, any, like I mean, obviously, Jags-Texans stands out. Yeah, Jags-Texans, because I think that, that it's going to really be interesting to see how um, C.J. Stroud plays in that pressure environment. At home as well? Yeah. And this is a, I didn't realize this, and Jason told me this because he had played for the Texans. He said, "This in the Texans and the Jags is a big. The teams hate each other. Mm. It's a big rivalry game, and the Texans have really, you know, even as bad as the Texans have been for the last three years, they've had their way with the Jags. Yeah, this is a huge game. If the Texans are going to be a playoff team, they got to win a game like this. I agree, completely agree. I'm really excited to see." You guys on TV tomorrow night because it's the first time I'm at home since the middle of September and it's Sunday. You're gonna get to I see what your wife wait. looks like. Oh my god! <laughs> shout out, shout out to Lynn. Thank you so much. Much love. Um, I can't think of anything else. It's great to have you back, man. This is gonna be we're in Manchester next week, so we'll do this again next Sunday, next Saturday. But uh, we'll probably do a podcast on Monday at some point. I mean, yeah, you know what? You've a lot of free time now. I say absolutely, and, and there's nothing I like doing better than talking football with you and bringing it to the fans today. Tour stop in Glasgow, first first of our tour stops over here uh, this this season. Then we're going to be in Manchester next week, and then come January, oh. the Irish tour. Shout out to Get Idiot for the continued help and support. Lankatr.ee slash Rainbow Jeff, man, it's launching. Here you go, Guinness in Glasgow in a bit. Don't worry. All right, man. Cheers, folks.